we um, we celebrating what most people around the world calls a new year in 2023. But as Christians, what we celebrate is a new day, every single day, and for the remainder of our lives. We do live in a prophetic timeline. And when we call it a prophetic timeline, it's because God preordained good works for all of us to do. He made us and He knew us in our mother's wombs. And He knew each and every one of us before we knew ourselves. And so therefore this morning, what is happening is the Holy Spirit can do a new thing in us if we respond. And He can do that every single day for the reminder of our lives. If we choose to trust Him, new beginnings every single day can be ours. There was a specific word this morning that came out and, and it falls so in line with what I want to preach on. And that is that God is watching diligently each and every one of us with a beautiful smile. God loves us. And so I don't know whether you believe it or not, but it's true. And truth doesn't change whether you believe it or not. It's just truth. And God watches over you diligently. And He knows everything that He has planned for you. And it's plans with a hope for the future. And today what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a sermon on new beginnings. And each and every one of us can respond to this. And whatever this means to you, whatever these new beginnings mean to you, whether it is that I want to rededicate my all, or whether you've never done it and go, I want to then dedicate my all for the first time to him, or whether it is that I have my plans, Lord, but it, it just seems to not go the way that I plan, and therefore I just want to rededicate the fact that I know that I make my plans, but you guide my footsteps. No matter what it is, no matter what the angle is, the Holy Spirit is speaking to each and every one of us from His Word this morning. And so therefore, let us not be in any way familiar with Scripture, just because it comes from the Bible and we quote Scripture. Let's with a humble heart accept what the Holy Spirit is bringing before us today. So Holy Spirit, we dedicate this moment to you as we're going to read Scripture. We honor you for the Word. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you inspired the writing what we know is the Bible. 66 books compiled into one as the mystery that was disclosed to the saints. Jesus Christ. As we read it, we find you everywhere. From the beginning, where everything went bad and you fixed it. From the beginning. And you say to everyone in the Old Testament, you can live by faith to the future. I will redeem this. Don't worry. I've got you. And now that it has happened, and the time has passed, 2,000 years, we now look back and know that, Lord, we have someone with us, the Holy Spirit, to help us. And that Christianity was not given to us as something we must do. You want us to be with you, live with you. Live 
in you and allow you to live in and through us. Thank you that church does not become playground or something we act or something we go to. Church is who we are. Ecclesia. God's governance on earth. And in and through each and every one of us, you want to rule. And you want us to rule in Christ, wherever we are. Help us believe that, so that we do not become enslaved to this world, or to the opinion of men, or to the fear of men, or to the performance that we think we need to live by. And therefore, Holy Spirit, this word is yours. New beginnings we proclaim, because today is a brand new day. Amen. New beginnings. I'm going to read you two scriptures, and I'm not sure where you read when you open the Bible, but I want to guarantee you that to the majority of people, you don't necessarily go to these books first. Some of you might know the first book. It's the prophet Ezekiel. We're going to read from it, and the beauty of Ezekiel is you can go and read the prophecy that came through him, and that goes into the supernatural. To most people, it's just way too weird. You know, and so Ezekiel sees a wheel. <laughs> so if you if you don't know the book, go read it, and then you go, okay, I get it. It's weird and wonderful. We read Ezekiel chapter thirty-nine, verse twenty-six, and this is prophesying towards us: a new heart I will give you, and a new spirit I will put within you. Then we go to the prophet. Jeremiah, and Jeremiah is called the wailing prophet. And the reason for that is he's the one prophet who has prophesied for the whole of his life. He never saw one of his own prophecies come to fulfillment. He prophesied into the future. The wailing prophet. We read from the book of Jeremiah, verse 31, says, I will make a new covenant, and I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their heart. I want to take something from these two books and I want to present it to you because this is to the New Testament church. This is to us being the true spiritual Israel. Ezekiel and Jeremiah, faithful hearers and accurate speakers of the word of God, proclaim a newness in the midst of the destruction of Jerusalem. Through them, God says, I will give you a new heart, a new spirit, and a new covenant. This is stating it in advance. And the beauty of that is, all of that has been fulfilled. All of that has been fulfilled. The only thing we have to do is respond daily. Daily. Christianity is not a once-off thing. It's not a decision we make once. When we become born again, when we become... the when we start to realize that I'm a sinner and I need a savior. I read a, an article where the statement was made that they went to multiple hundreds of congregations in North America and they asked the question to normal congregants, how long have you been a Christian? The majority of them 
at least were for years. And then the question came out, how do you become a Christian? To which each and every one, not each and every one, the majority, the majority said, through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. But it's not true. You become a Christian by realizing that you are a sinner and that you need a Savior and that that Savior's name is Jesus Christ and that you need to repent of your own ways and die to yourself so that He can make you alive and that He can live in you. And obviously then, and only then, the true personal relationship with Jesus Christ can start. But you do not become a Christian through a personal revelation or relationship with Jesus. You become a Christian by the realization that you are a sinner and that you need a Savior. And that is the reason for the cross. That's where the cross comes in. He paid a price that we could not. So I want every single one here to know, understand, and be able to speak the gospel. Because as we go out, this is what we will meet. Everyone who has not yet bowed their knees to him. Scripture says they will. And it might just be today. Because of you. Because of your love. Because of your care. Because of your compassion. It might just be today. And then you can help them. Make this statement. That those tears that I see. Those are tears of repentance. And those repenting tears are because the Holy Spirit is working in and through your life. You are a sinner and you need a Savior. And His name is Jesus Christ. And I can journey with you as a disciple. And I can help you find Him. And I can train you and teach you. And I can equip you. We form part of a church. We can help you grow into this relationship with Him. But you need to start here. Because you need to die. So that he can become new in you. May I please ask that every single one of you hear what I'm saying. We are living in a society where the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ doesn't start at the cross. It starts with ideas where people dedicate their lives to a being by standing on a beach. Doing weird movements. Proclaiming something to a deity because they meditate on it. The world is becoming more and more and more confusing. And the reason why I'm saying what I'm saying is, please hear me. If we go into 40 days of revival and we do not expect people to fall down on their faces before who Jesus Christ is, then it's wishful thinking. He has sent us to proclaim the good news to every soul out there. We are going into 40 days of revival reign and I want to ask you to not wait for revival, but to make it happen. Starting today. We do not wait for miracles. 
We do not wait for revival. We are it. The message has been given to us. And it's a new beginning. Every day. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 says, If anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. The old has passed away. And the new has come. When Nicodemus, if you have watched the series of The Chosen, I've watched almost, I've watched so many Christian movies and and, and series. And, but the scene from The Chosen where Nicodemus comes to, to Jesus on the roof, that scene I have watched so many times where this religious leader is realizing that something is happening. And what is it in me that when I read Scripture as a Pharisee, I recognize that this might be prophecy playing out right before, before me. And he witnessed a miracle or two in that what he could not do as a religious leader, and he spoke those words when he said, only God can make this happen. And he saw that life changed. And he came seeking after Jesus. And as they stood on that roof, that beautiful scene of how God in Jesus Christ brought that religious leader nearer and nearer and nearer by asking him questions for himself to answer. And eventually... You saw Abba hug him. As a display, Jesus in the body was younger. But if you go and watch that scene, you see what Jesus told his disciples. That's what I love about that scene. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. For as the Father is in me, I am in the Father and I am in you. And you see a father hugging a child. As he touched his head and placed it against him. I love that scene for just that. And that Jesus is the physical display of the love of Abba, Father. And then he says to us, the exact same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead is in you. Church, may, me, may we never, ever ever think that the duomini or the pastor or the whatever leader you have in your mind knows it all and is the answer. Jesus is the answer. For every single year that we have been in George, this is the number one command that God has spoken into our hearts. Take this pyramid of religion and push it down. And tell them, it is me in you. Tell them. Tell them they are not dependent on you, but on me, as you are dependent on me. Tell them. Tell them that every single miracle that they see in everyone happening, I've done for everyone. It's yours. Take it. Receive it freely.
What I love about us going into this new year is there's a lot of new. New kingdom school curriculum. That if I take off my shoes, you'll see my toes curl around. I just cannot explain to you how excited we are for the new that he wants to birth in this region. For everything that he has promised, we are walking into this prophetic timeline. I say, Emma, just live for you. Jesus said to Nicodemus that you must be born from above. In other words, you must be born again. When COVID hit in 2019 and we went into 2020, after we came out and I sat at that one coffee shop with a leader and the leader asked the question, why is it that God allows Christians to die from COVID? And when he asked the question, I sat looking at him. I said, Holy Spirit, what is the conviction of my heart? I don't want to give him an answer that comes from me. What's the conviction of my heart? Holy Spirit, you convict me. What is it that I believe? And the words came out. I don't know of any Christian that has died of COVID. Not one. And he looked at me and said, haven't you been reading the news? I know that you're not watching television, but aren't you even reading newspapers? People are dying to the left and the right. I said, every Christian I know became a Christian because of death. And that's called baptism. And thereafter, every Christian can never die again. I know of many people who have gone to sleep. But that was their blessing. It's the biggest blessing to any Christian. That can ever happen. Because death has no sting. He overcame death. But no Christian can die. We have a way of holding on to things. That's what Satan does. Holding on to our lives. And that's when you look at the Eastern Church. And what is happening currently. Where persecution is so strong. In their persecution, they grow so strongly because not one of them fears death. The miraculous breaks out. I want to speak about a new heart. I'm going to read you this. In the Old Testament, the heart is not the place of love and sorrow, romance and tenderness, joy and compassion. These are old Western meanings of the word heart. In the Old Testament, the heart is the seat of wisdom, the place of memory. A person thinks with the heart, makes plans with their heart, comes to a decision with the heart. Those who are righteous love the Lord with all their heart. They are upright in heart, pure in heart. But it's also the place of our downfall. A choice. The heart is the place where he resides. We think with the heart. It's not just the earthly things. It's not the Western way where the heart is just compassion and feeling and love. 
We think with the heart. It's where the Holy Spirit resides. It's out of the heart that every single Christian lives. And our heart's mind is stronger than our brain's mind. It overcomes the brain. When I say think, 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 it's not like Winnie the Pooh. Think, think, think. When I say think, 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 I go think, think, think. Not feel, feel, feel. Think. What has he done? Who are you? Think. Quickly. Do not allow this to overpower him. Think. Not feel. When you think with this, you think this feels. And then you live through what you feel. Why did you do it? Well, I just felt. And where did it bring you? To tears. Think with a heart. A new spirit. And God says, I will give you a new spirit. The spirit gives us power. The spirit gives us energy. The spirit is the wind beneath our wings. The spirit is the breath of God within us. And thirdly, a covenant. God says, I will make a new covenant with you. A covenant that is a relationship. God says, I want a new relationship with you. God says, I want to live within you. God says, I do not want to impose my will on you from the outside. God says, I will write my law upon your heart. And so therefore, when you think with your heart, the law will call out. And today is a new beginning. I will give you a new heart, God says. A new heart is a new way of thinking. I will give you a new spirit, God says. A new spirit is a new motivation. And I will give you a new covenant with you, God says. A new covenant is a new relationship. And then there's one scripture. Matthew 6.33 Seek first His kingdom. If you don't seek His kingdom first, you will be in His kingdom. Because there's kingdom of light and kingdom of darkness. Only two kingdoms. No middle man, no no man's land. Two kingdoms and only two. And His righteousness, because you cannot declare yourself righteous. You cannot think yourself righteous. You can only be righteous because of what He has done. And all these things shall be added to you. And I'm concluding this with Ephesians 4, verse 20 to 24. So everyone, lift up your eyes and see what the Word of God says to us. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him. Throw off the old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitude. Put on your new nature. Create it to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So, our Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, 
May this word not be for just this Sunday, for just this week, for this just period where we do revival reign. May this be the proclamation of our lives as we daily wake up and choose this. We choose to think with our hearts, for you have renewed our hearts. And we are seated with Christ in heavenly places because, Lord, we love you with all our mind, all our hearts, and all our soul. And so therefore, Holy Spirit, in true surrender, what we want to say before we go out is we trust you. Help us be the miracles so that the revival can break free into the city and into this region where lives start to realize that they are sinners and they need a savior so that the true church who worships you in spirit and in truth, the true church can grow not because of numbers on a Sunday morning seated in chairs, but souls coming into your presence and being purchased from eternal hell to eternal life. Amen. Amen.